Welcome to the Hannah Squared Podcast, because it takes two Hannahs for most things. I'm Hannah Summers. And I'm Hannah Jackson. We are both pre-service teachers. Our podcast revolves around what we see in the classroom and issues impacting our students. We are starting a new series on our podcast called Teacher Tech Tips. In this episode, two Hannahs take on issues surrounding digital wellness. Today's topic is cyberbullying and mental health, how they are connected and how students are impacted. Before you can understand digital wellness, you need a broad understanding of digital citizenship. I found a great article that dives deeper into digital citizenship. No way. Tell us about it, Hannah. Well, maybe not all of it. Well, Hannah, Chris Zook, a career readiness curriculum developer, states that digital citizenship refers to the responsible use of technology by anyone. Anyone? That's right. Anyone who uses computers, the internet, and digital devices to engage with society on any level. In many ways, digital citizenship is like any other citizenship. People on the internet have rights and responsibilities, just like in real life. There are nine elements to digital citizenship. Okay, Hannah. I think I can take over from here. All right. Sure. Why not, Hannah? These elements are digital access, commerce, communication, literacy, etiquette, law, wellness, rights and responsibilities, and security. Whew. That's a mouthful. Yep, there are nine elements in total. As we mentioned earlier, we are going to focus on digital wellness. Digital wellness refers to mental, emotional, and physical health in regards to using technology. Today, we will be focusing on cyberbullying, the physical impact of spending too much time on technology. I know none of you can relate to that. (laughs) And the mental and emotional effects of social media. Oh boy. Jumping straight in. Forget about the kiddie pool, Hannah. Okay, let's get the scary monster out of the way. Cyberbullying? Yeah. According to the 2017 National Crime Victimization Survey, among students ages 12 through 18 who reported being bullied at school, 15% of them were bullied online or by text. That means, as teachers, we need to be prepared to help our students. And possibly prevent cyberbullying, if we can. That's right, Hannah. The United States government actually has a website focused on preventing and stopping bullying. There's an entire section for cyberbullying. The website is really helpful, Hannah. It defines cyberbullying, discusses warning signs, how to prevent and address cyberbullying, And it even has tips for teachers. Wow, it sounds like it fits in perfectly with our teacher tech tips. But before we can discuss prevention and signs of cyberbullying, we need to understand exactly what cyberbullying is. Let me guess. The website we found provides an easy definition of cyberbullying. Well, yes, it does, Hannah. Cyberbullying is bullying on digital devices. This can occur on social media, through text or email, or other apps. Okay, I think we're ready to jump in to the warning signs. 
Hang in there with me. There's quite a few. I'm buckled in, Hannah. Start driving. Thanks, Hannah. I'll take the wheel. The possible warning signs are rapid increase or decrease in tech use, emotional responses to what is happening on their device, hiding the screen or device when others come near, social media accounts are shut down or new ones start, student starts to avoid social situations, or withdraw or depression. Wow, we really have a lot to look out for, Hannah. As teachers, we must notice how students are changing socially and emotionally every day. We see our students for nearly eight hours a day, and often that is more than their own parents see them. That this means that the burden to notice these warning signs weighs heavily on us. Since there are so many warning signs to look out for, what are some ways to prevent or address cyberbullying? I'm glad you asked. The first step is to simply talk to your student privately when you notice a change in behavior. Mm. The next step involves speaking to the student's parents or guardians about the issue. In addition, throughout these processes, you should really encourage the student to participate in self-reflection activities. Finally, we should model positive behavior and encourage the involvement of peers in the prevention strategies. Wow, Hannah. Those are great tips to help prevent or address the monster that is cyberbullying. This episode is brought to you by a computer or an iPad or a phone, which is technology. And you've probably been staring at it way too long. Hey, it's a good thing you're just listening to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Did you know that the average person spends up to 12 hours a day on technology? What? Yeah, I know. Forbes discusses this fact in an article we found. I know that there are days when I have spent too many hours on my phone. It can be embarrassing to see the screen time notification pop up. The long hours we spend staring at a screen can have many physical, mental, and emotional effects on our health. Yeah, the list of physical health issues that result from the overuse of technology is extensive. The list includes vision problems, which can lead to headaches or migraines, hearing loss, neck strain, lack of deep sleep, and lack of exercise. And those are just a few examples. Wow. I personally have struggled with some of these effects of technology. In particular, I often struggle with headaches and migraines, and they're often triggered by staring at a screen for too long. This is something that I have had to be extremely mindful of recently, and it's something that I'm still working on preventing. I can relate to that too. Staring at a screen can really hurt. Do you have any suggestions for healthy tech usage? Yes, I do, Hannah. The website digitalresponsibility.org suggests blue light glasses, taking breaks, examining your motivation, and turning off your device an hour before you go to sleep to help you get a better night's rest. Many of these suggestions help in multiple ways. However, the blue light glasses are mostly to prevent headaches. Mm. Who would have thought something that is supposed to be so helpful can also be so harmful? Yeah, it's mind-boggling to think that this level of connection with people can be so isolating. 
That is actually one of the main mental strains spending too much time on technology can have on people. Two other effects are a lack of social skills or depression. Some people spend so much time on technology, they forget what it's like to have a conversation in person. I know a lot of us could relate to that during quarantine. Mm -hmm. Increased time on social media can lead to depressive thoughts. It is so much easier to compare lives and get wrapped up in negative thoughts when people only show their best side on social media. So, Hannah, is there anything that we can do to prevent these mental strains? I think the suggestions you made earlier can really help with this, Hannah. Well, not the blue light glasses. (laughs) It is important to take breaks and examine your motivation. Be aware of how much time you're spending on the internet and try to watch how it affects your thoughts. If you feel the negative thoughts more strongly, give yourself a break. I know I have to do this for myself when I spend too much time on Instagram. Yeah, hearing all of these negative effects of technology makes me think about how much time I spend on my phone. I definitely do not want to be one of those people who spend 12 hours a day on technology. Yeah, I totally agree. We need to help our students understand this as well. We want them to be aware of how much time is too much time on technology. We want our students to be good digital citizens. And digital wellness is just one piece of that puzzle. Wow, we made it, Hannah. We have reached the final destination of this podcast. We dove down to the deepest depths of digital wellness, and now we are back on the surface. Oof, that was an intimidating dive. I hope we helped you understand the monsters at the bottom of the pool and make them feel a little bit more manageable. As future teachers, we want to help other teachers to better the lives of students. You said it, Hannah. Now it is time for the Hannah of the Week Award. Who will it be, Hannah? <gasps> ah, this is my favorite part of the podcast, Hannah. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Hannah Robinson. Yay! Stay tuned for next week's podcast on the effective use of Google Classroom. I'm glad you said effective use, Hannah, because anybody can just use it. That's right, Hannah. And who knows, if you subscribe, you might be the Hannah of the week next time. Yay! So for now, we hope you enjoyed our teacher tech tips on digital wellness. Remember, We are Hannah Squared, because it takes two Hannahs to do most things. Bye!